Welcome to Random Side Note. 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 Yo, and welcome back to another random episode of Random Side Note Podcast. I'm your boy, Dre Hill, with the rest of the Random Gang. Well, I take that back. We're missing Kimi today. Uh, his birthday was yesterday, and he's living it up, living his best life in Greece. Uh, so happy birthday, Kimi. Um, hope you come back, relax, in one piece. <laughs> well, it's been two weeks since we've been with you all. Uh, so what's been up? Ladies. Work, work, and more work. Absolute fact. Counting down to a vacation. Oh. Yeah. I'm just coming off vacation. What? But you sound so tired. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not tired. I'm just like, oh, reality is hitting back tomorrow. So You know you'll be off in three days. You're absolutely right. You know, I don't even know why I'm worried about it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) <laughs> you right. get nap time every day, so you ought to be good. You're right. Hey, I'm <laughs> with you where you're right now. <laughs> Nikki, how was your birthday? Oh, it was great. It was absolutely great. I went to the cigar. I had a um, kickback at the cigar lounge, so it was pretty dope. A dope experience. It's really dope. Was, you had dope or a dope experience? Uh-oh. I'm no sorry. I don't do dope like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, thank dope. you. Oh, <laughs> crack is whack. Crack oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I ain't never tried to buy it. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> if it don't come from the ground or come from a tree, I can't mess with thee. Hello. Well, well, technically. <laughs> All right, no technically <laughs> <laughs> they no. got it from somewhere and it came from the ground well I'm sorry no. never mind I was going to say something but you want to do little editing today so I'm trying to be nice oh my god you said you just been working so, yeah. like AB just like AB been working next week is about to be hectic I'm a I'm going to be in three cities in less than five days. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, But just picking up on the busy season for us as we transition back to the office and back to being on the road. So that's just been my my time just trying to prep for next week. Hey. What about you? Y'all don't have no little sexy rendezvous stories that y'all be sharing because y'all just working women. Well, well, let us hear yours. Do you have right. any sexy rendezvous experiences that you've been going through? No, I, I don't. I don't. Well, why are you clutching your pearls? I was you get ready to say, loose in your shirt, turn yourself loose. <laughs> we ready? Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to stir y'all up. That's all. Uh-oh. No, you can't do it by yourself today. <laughs> But yeah, um, well, last week was amazing, not this past week, but um, <laughs> I had me on vacation. <laughs> Work this week was just trash, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> but last week I took a vacation for the fourth, and um, I actually have been actively working on conquering one of my fears, which is height. And so I was able to um, actually zip line and and actually enjoy it this time. So, uh, yeah, so it's been pretty, 
pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. What question? So you got a fear of heights? I do. But you get on the airplane? I do, but I'm not looking down on the airplane. So my fear of heights is more like free fall. Um, if I, I I don't stand on like balconies and look my balcony here, I can. But like I don't stand up high and look down. I can't look down. Um, I don't like bridges that don't have that you can see through. Like I don't like I don't like the manholes on the street that you can see through. You know those little vent things. Mm-hmm. I don't walk on those. <laughs> so I mean it's a fear of heights, but I'm working. I'm exposing myself to that. Um, Okay, exposure therapy. Yeah, right. I know. Right. Systematic desensitization. Oh, I still remember the words. <laughs> oh, I. <laughs> I can't stand her. Yeah. <laughs> so wrong with her. But anyway, uh, since uh, Kimi's not here today, I'll um, I'll be handling the sticky news of the week this week. And first, we are going to start off on a high note um, because I can't promise you the rest is going to be as high. But um, we want to give uh, shout outs to uh, Zayla Avant Guard. First African-American to win the National Spelling Bee. Uh, She also holds three Guinness Book World Records for her dribbling skills. Uh, And she also gets an offer for a full ride to LSU after her Spelling Bee win. Uh, Did y'all see see her spell Mariah? That was the winning word. Her name is not uh, Mariah Taraji. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Did, did y'all see her spell the last word? No, I saw the clip. I, but I think what I, what I like about the clip is like she spelled when she spelled it and like she got it right and she did that little twirl. Uh, I that was like that happy, yeah, as the confetti fell, and that was like like literally to me what black girl magic looks like because it was like a magical moment with the confetti falling and, and she did her twirl like a, it was it was amazing but well, congratulations uh next uh we have haiti's president um he was assassinated um i'm not going to try to pronounce his name uh, much respect to you sir um but um he was gunned down by a group of 28 foreign mis- mercenaries uh, including uh, retired Colombian soldiers. Um, his wife was also injured. She was rumored to be um, deceased as well, but she was not. She was flown to Miami, which she finally spoke out yesterday. So she has made a recovery um, so far. So, but Haiti's in like a they they are in like limbo now because they don't know who's the real leader at this point. But that was so sad. That was literally like a, a siege and assassination. Assassination. Yeah. Thirdly, Wendy Williams strikes again. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking about her later in the show, but I'm talking about her in the news um, this time because she decided that she wanted to be disrespectful to a TikTok star who was recently murdered. His name was Matima Suave Miller. And so basically what happened is Wendy, she went up in her Hot Topics segment. She was re- I guess she was reading her prompt, but she said she was like, basically, she was saying, I don't know. Uh, who this is. I don't think anybody even know who it is. And then her little producer guy, she said, he doesn't even know who it is. And then she was like, clap, audience, if you know who he is. And there were some people that like did it, that clapped. But 
basically she compared the number. He she was like he has more TikTok friends than me, but I got more Instagram. Blah blah blah. But basically, she was basically was like nobody knows who this is. Why is this news? And the dude was murdered on July fifth. Well, don't nobody know what she is, and they still listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> That just shows you the level of hurt. Like she is like literally like a broken person. I mean, how broken do you have to be to talk to make fun of a deceased person just to get try to get some clout? That's broken. And finally, a sticky news: Shakari Richardson. I know we've been gone for two weeks, but there has been a lot, a lot of attention given to Shakari. She broke, you know, she broke a record uh, in the hundred meter. But then she tested positive for marijuana, which led to her being placed on a suspension. But however, she was recently she wasn't named on the relay team for the Tokyo Olympics um, after that test. So there are a lot of opinions on this issue with Shakari on, you know, one basically, you know, is was is marijuana an enhancing drug? And two, should she have been suspended when others work? Are, are, and were able to still participate. And then I'm pretty sure there are other issues surrounding that too. I think we should collectively fight for things, not while we're in trouble, but before those things happen. Like, I, I support all the black girl magic, but you, you basically, she got piss test for a job, right? And she failed it, period. I, I, I don't see all of... All of the other like uproar and, you know, I I think that the question should be around that. Now, is marijuana enhancing? I think that's a a advocacy fight on the side of the testing and how you think about what an athlete is and and how they should be performing. But I think they're actually separate. I, I think we have to go to bat for things before we get into trouble. We can't be like, oh, we got to change the system because it's not working for us. We still have to follow the rules. But that's just how I feel. I actually agree with you. And I think you, you said it perfectly. She didn't follow the rules. And so she has to be fairly disciplined. If your job says you can't smoke marijuana and they test you for marijuana, then guess what? <laughs> You're going to reap those consequences, too. I don't understand, like, why her her camp didn't even talk to her about, hey, you know, there are a lot of things with this that, you know, and we're probably going to get some flack for it. But I mean, you know, I saw this meme that said, um, they hate the weed dealers these days because, you know, the ones back in the day be like, nah, kid, you can't go. You got to run the Olympics. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. sell to you. But nevertheless, like you said, I, you don't know. I don't know why her camp didn't, you know, tell her, hey, it's other ways to cope with what you're dealing with. I mean, you know, you don't have to turn to this. You got to do this or whatever. When you're done, hey, we can smoke out, whatever the case may be. Now, I get it. I'm all with it. She she failed the test or whatever. But what really ticked me off was because of with the whole social media or whatever. They're like, well, you know, like D said, well, why she can't do it because she had did this and she had did that or whatever. Shut up. She she did that herself. You know what I'm saying? And then you got the super saved ones and all of it. Never mind. It's just a whole bunch of it. I'm just sick of them. And like I said before, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of stuff that we done did. We knew what the consequences was. Amen. And we still did it 
or whatever. So instead of giving the girl some slack or whatever, let this be a teachable moment for her, even though she owned up to her responsibility of what she did. But still, Pretty let her driven. hush. I already <laughs> knew you was going to say something raggy. But let this be a teachable moment for her. So then when she come back in the next, when it is, four years, I don't really watch the Olympics like that. Okay, cool. Four years. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? She'll be in there like swim well. I agree with with basically with every with what everyone else said. Um, I also want to put on add on to that. At my job, I can't turn around and say I test positive, but I actually concentrate better when I smoke weed. So like I can't turn around and, and do those type of things. So saying this is not a um an enhancement like this is an enhancing drug like no it doesn't no like d said a rule is a rule you broke the rule that you are well aware of before you started um running so these are the consequences and at the end of the day the only thing i can see people getting upset about and i can say like you know i understand but this is the world we live in as black people as well is when they look at other situations and scenarios and be like well bob had tested positive and y'all let bob slip and slide so what's the difference like i would need clarification what's the difference between my situation and Michael Phelps, what's the difference between my situation and all the other people that they keep bringing up? Like, I, I would just ask for clarification on that. I don't want no grace for it because I did wrong. You do not have to let me run because I violated a rule that was clearly a rule. But I would want clarification on the other people that did test positive for other drugs. He didn't test positive. It was a picture, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He got, it was like a picture or a video that was shown after the Olympics and everything. Like he had done one and all of that. But even when they tested him after the picture had been shown, they took they took it from him. But they pulled his like sponsorships, right? But yeah, they pulled his sponsorships. Yeah. But yeah. I thought so he didn't test positive, so they couldn't take his medals, but all of his sponsors dropped him. But to go to your point, though, A.B., there was an NFL player, and I can't remember his name. It was back in 2004. Now, he was literally pushed out of the NFL because of the use. I listened to his interview on, on NF, um, not NFL, but on CNN, and I, I apologize. I can't remember his name. Um, but he talked about how, you know, back then, you know, little, you know, it wasn't as acceptable and, you know, times change and, and, and we start to see marijuana differently. So, you know, maybe, you know, now we, even though that was a rule, just because the rule worked then, I think sometimes this calls for, you know, maybe a revamp of policy or, or a revamp mm -hmm. of the rules or, or those sort of things. I don't, think it is an enhancing drug for running, but I do think it is a psychological enhancer for for those athletes who use it, you know, to deal with the pressures of running, to deal with depression, um, to to cope with social anxiety that may come with participating. So I can see why it's on that list, but I don't think it will make I, I think when people are saying it don't make her, it doesn't enhance her or do anything, I think they're looking at the physical ability, but athletics is more than just physical it's mental too and so it does have those mental side effects that you know even though she could be on psychiatric drugs that could do the same thing okay so two things um so one i know they was um talking about because it's legal in her state where she's from but nevertheless even if it is legal you still know what the the rules say i even though it might be if it be legal in florida 
I know which it ain't legal in Florida, guys. Don't y'all go do that, okay? Uh, <laughs> your job, your job can still make the make the choice. Exactly. Or not. You know what I'm saying? Of accepting it or not. So if I know I'm a teacher and my job say you can't do this, bro, I'm not doing it. But nevertheless, uh, <laughs> And then point two. Point two. Dre, leave me alone. Uh, Point two. So did y'all see the white girl that got tested for steroids? Um, I think it was like December 14th or whatever. She was supposed to perform in the Olympics this year. And she said that she got it from eating pork. Um, (laughs) See, I'm sick of these people. There's There's like five different scenarios. The Michael Phelps one was the only one I can remember. But there's like five different ones that they were bringing up when speaking on this one where other people got away with it. No, but they suspended her like she can't run. Well, whatever whatever sport she she was supposed to be participating in, they like suspended her. But this is my thing. Um, first of all, what you how you remember what you <laughs> ate December fourteenth? Um, I can't even <laughs> remember. You know, it was a last night. Right. I mean, I ain't never tested positive for steroids, and I eat a lot of pig. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't been drug tested. Steroids never came up. So, I mean, okay, go ahead. That was just my little rant. I mean, but we even got them suspending off the event. We can, we can even go off, uh, get off the topic of, like, substance abuse. We got them suspending women for a higher level of testosterone and things like that. So, I, I think, like, these standards, there, someone needs to be looking at these standards. Like, national? You can't do that. Like, I'm right. so, you're trying to tell me. I could see now. I, I do think there is a conversation within like trans, right? So if you are if you are trans and you are advocating to run in a specific thing, then I think that is slightly different. But naturally, my body naturally produces more testosterone, and you're telling me that I'm not a woman, like that's that's or I can't run within my particular sport because. I have to fit within a certain 0.5 to qualify as a woman and run in this race. That, that is or crazy. that I can't wear a swim cap because I'm natural. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. Let's, My hair ain't fit. <laughs> let's be real. But see, but now it's leading to like all these people boycotting the Olympics. And I think I read one of the Olympic um, black women. Uh, I don't I don't know names. I'm sorry. I'm very horrible with names. But she was saying, please don't boycott black people. Please don't boycott the Olympics, watching the Olympics, because a lot of us are here um, and we sacrifice years um, to do it because they want to boycott because Shakari can't, you know, can't participate, but I get and I, I much love to Shakari because I couldn't do what she did and probably make the time that she did. But I mean, we got Simone Biles that been like dominating, and so now she's like in the Shakari's in the spotlight. So you got all these other women and uh, black men, a, a young dude from Tampa participating in the Olympics, like all of these, all of these black people, and we don't need black people boycotting because Shakari can't race. I'm gonna watch. To me, Olympics is track and field. Like you see track meets occasionally spotlighted on television, but like I remember in 1996 watching. Like I remember, you know, being able to think about like the greats in track and field. I mean, Michael Johnson was it growing up, right? Everybody knew him 
everybody, we also knew about the testing of what was her name? Oh, she had the extra two. Oh, not the extra two. She played Marion Jones because she played basketball too. Like everybody watches track and field around the Olympics and we root for certain people during this time. And so you telling me because this little black girl was smoking weed, I can't watch all the other people? It's a no for me. Yeah, you well, got this is my black thing. mothers sacrificing. Right. Yeah. Right. And this is my thing. How many of us done smoked weed and did all of that and still smoking weed and out there running track playing baseball yeah. and doing all of this? I mean, hey, that she just got caught. That's all it is. <laughs> she got caught. Not only that, people smoke weed and get fired from their job every day. Ain't nobody gonna advocate for so, if it happens. Let's not even I mean it ain't gonna happen, guys. I don't do smoke. That. So y'all gonna boycott work if I was if I was smoking weed and got fired? Y'all gonna boycott y'all jobs? And you gonna pay? You gonna pay my bills? Because if you is, then you I'll boycott all day. Right, right. So okay, cool. We not we we watching the Olympics over here. Uh, <laughs> Ab, what you got? I mean, here? I'm, I'm not watching there. it because I I never watched it. So even before Shikari, okay. go ahead, sugar. Wait, when you was a little girl, you never watched like the Winter Olympics. You never watched no, like I'm, uh, ice skating, gymnastics, no. none mm-mm. of that. No, I'm sorry. Okay. I, no swim. Oh, none wow. of, okay. All right, all right. I don't uh, even know how to swim, so I don't want to watch a swim meet. Well, Nikki, you can watch this year for the first time. Yeah, moving and on. And you off for the summer, you can get some swimming lessons. Oh, no, so, I'm not off. I have to work. Go ahead. Well, next vacation, because there's one coming up. In three days. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all, as Dre said, so much has happened since we've been gone, especially in social media land. We specifically missed everybody's favorite drunk uncles in the versus battle, Keith Sweat and Bob Bay Brown. I don't know if y'all got to see it, but they put on a nasty drunk uncle act for y'all. Not drunk uncle. It it was it was all of that. It was that very. That's the way you like watch it, and those are the first words that come to your mouth. Drunk. Drunk. On both ends. Keep sweat looking like one of the perverted drunk uncles that be like that. Look at his niece and be like, "But girl, if you want my niece, I'm gonna get you." (laughs) Yes. Yes. Look at that. Look at him bending over. Look at. The one that call you over just to make you walk away. <laughs> I won't oh. let go no, no, back over there to your mama. <laughs> yes. It was and fun. Bobby, it was a good I mean, fun time. Out of, out of shape and tired and sweaty. I and breathing hard. Right out of my mouth. Sweaty. <laughs> Here's my prerogative. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Right. We love, we love you, Bobby. We love you, Keith. You're hilarious. It it was good though. Like it brought back, you know, all those old school memories, and I'm sure all the um sugar mamas was, you know, having a good old time. But it was, I mean, it was cute for what it was worth. Keith Sweat still can sing. Yes, he can. It was yeah. sweat for me. Yep. I feel like all of my older friends was like, oh, Bobby by the kid. Like, I was like, I can't even name one Bobby Brown song. And I was like, what what, what are y'all talking about? I know Bobby Brown from being, what What was the Whitney Houston TV oh, show? Being, uh, being, being Bobby, Bobby Brown. Brown. <laughs> that was like, his TV oh. show. Oh, my oh, bad. I, <laughs> I just know Whitney. <laughs> 
And I mean, a lot of he did do a lot of new edition songs too. So it was kind of like, okay, Bobby, but we all know him from his new edition songs. Not so much of his Bobby songs, but you know, it was fun. Um, oh, wait, time out. You know they're supposed to be getting back together, right? Who? New edition. Who? New edition. Oh. I thought after the movie they said they wanted to do something, oh. but I didn't know they was going to like full-fledged be a whole group out there. Well, it's it's back, and they're supposed to start in Las Vegas. So I heard oh. it did a great. It was LSD for me. Yes. I'm sorry. My body all over you. Nine one one zero zero twenty four. Yes. That was LSD the was the <laughs> because y'all know Gerald got a good voice, and he yes, yes, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, got uh, Look at her. Let me tell you something. Gerald's still alive, baby. And he, and I know the man was married, but guess what? I commit adultery with that one right there, boy. Sorry, Jesus. Sorry, Jesus. But I'm a guy. Hello. What? Stop. All right, all right, Nick. Nick. We gonna move on because <laughs> you pussy over that Nikki fan. It off now. We gonna move on for that woman come find Nikki. Um, <laughs> so apparently, Sweetie had a Freak Nick theme birthday party, and I know, you know, she's younger, not that young, but younger, and um, all she had all the girls, City Girls, Karushi, Bay, uh, what's the girl name, Bailey. Bailey? Chloe, Chloe and Bailey. Bailey. She had all of them. No, she's not Chloe all. and Bailey. Chloe Bailey. Chloe, well, what's the sister name? <laughs> Blue Mermaid. What's That's sister? all I know. Uh, Chloe I'm and Halle. Her name was Halle. Chloe and Halle. There you go. Chloe and Halle Bailey. There you go. So anyhow, <laughs> sorry, I don't know. I don't know these people on a personal level. Hell, oh, I just barely got y'all names down. So Another sound bite right now. <laughs> Anyways, so they showed up to the party, and so again, it's Freak Nick theme. And I know we aren't, we were too young to go to Freak Nick, but I'm pretty sure we are all aware of Freak Nick and what it looked like. Um, I don't know what party they were really dressed to go to because it looked like they was coming out of Lil Kim's Crushing on You video. <laughs> and not Freak Nick. So I said, maybe they didn't do their research or maybe they don't know what Freak Nick is. But y'all told on yourself, I can tell your age, because that's not Freak Nick, honey. Freak Nick was like Daisy Dukes and shirts tied up. This is Lil' Kim Crush on you. Uh, look, I don't know if y'all seen this week episode of The Shot, but they look like that little sex dungeon party that they came out of on The, on the Shot this week. Don't tell like, you, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, uh, well, I ain't tell you no more. I watch it after recording. But anyhow, <laughs> I said they were just a, a few years um, too late with the costumes. But however, you know, when you young, when you don't know, you don't know. I, I'm just saying, you know, it, like Amy said, you got to do your research if you don't know what the deal is or whatever. But at the same time, don't throw no party where you ain't even in it. Y'all don't know nothing about Freak Nick. Okay? Nothing. About it. How many times you went? I ain't never went. Oh, I was too young to go. But they heard the name. They heard the name and knew they it was, was like something, but did it couldn't quite get they to They were still it. with their daddy. 
Uh-uh. They were still with their daddy at that age. Who were? When Freak Nick came. No, so, don't let her. Don't get her. They was with their daddy. Now, if you, and now if you can't get, if you can't follow what I said, then that, that's on you. You'll catch it in the car. Don't worry. Oh, okay. I'm and he still lost. Still yeah, I'm with not the kid. Dre, look. Look. Dre, look at me. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. All right, move. Did you snore? Right. I'm moving right along. We are going to move along. So, Khloe Kardashian posted up a thirst trap pic. And so, Omar, not Omar, what's the man's name? Lamar. Lamar. Lamar Odom. See, I'm going to be behind Dre. Dre ain't know nobody name in his segment. Now I don't know. Right. I need to stop following behind him. So uh Lamar Odom posted under the picture and was like, Hottie. Then Tristan came on following behind him and, and warned him, God brought you back the first time. Play yeah. with it if you want. Different results. <laughs> I like that. Throw my phone. I said, Are you threatening this man over a woman y'all both had and didn't do right by? Mm. But mm. however, hey, however, because none of them are none of them are together at this point. But yeah, it was another uh well photoshopped picture. If anybody was interested in knowing, y- y'all can't tell me that they don't be planning this shit. Like I just feel like this is just like always planned with them. So <laughs> it's always staged. Stunt queens. Mm. Yeah, I said what I said already. Okay, so on to our last social media little tidbit for the day. Um, this is also another older um, social media point. However, it's very relevant. So Miss Tabitha Brown clears Wendy after coming after her for stating that she retired her husband, who has been part of law, law enforcement for several years so that he can pursue his dreams um, as he allowed her to pursue her dreams while he worked for as an officer. So Miss Wendy, because she just on a roll coming after everybody, they man in their business, decided to um on her show to come back at Tabitha and let her know that or just say like she's seen this before, been there, done that, this is not gonna work. Y'all know how I feel about Wendy. And I, I think that Tabitha taught me something when she read her. Like when she read her her life with class, mm. with class, she, and you know Tabitha, the way she read her, <laughs> it was, mm. I, it was. I watched that so many times because I was like, I can learn something from Tabitha because <laughs> I like to read people. But she did it. She did it really, 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 really well. And Wendy deserved that. She did because people don't often come for so like people will respond, but they don't give it to her like she needed. So like Jocelyn came after came back for her and like did it like you know it was real brief because it was on her show. Wendy could control that. This was a later response that Wendy could not control. So Mm -hmm. she had the time that day to say exactly what she needed to say and she got herself together before she said it because from tabitha other people told her about it she wasn't watching wendy's show she said people called her up and told her about it so (laughs) she had the time to gather herself and um give with wendy the business and she did it with class it was not disrespectful at all 
Well, you can tell well, she had been with God. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was early in the morning, and my had girl said, I was in, I'm in my pajamas. Hint, that's why. <laughs> so I like, oh, right. I said, Oh, she must spend time <laughs> with Jesus before she made this call because, baby, listen, I. I just found out she was. I just found out who the lady was. I was. I was on Instagram, on Facebook, and I was like, "Oh, she the E. coli gummy people." Not the, the E. coli. I mean, the coli. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The little cranberry gummy. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Uh, <laughs> she that woman, and then I found out she that she got some seasoning and everything. So sunshine seasoning. Yeah, sunshine seasoning. So that means she she's been seasoned. She's mm. it with salt and, mm. and grace mm. and everything. Mm. And my girl told and, and the way she came to my me and my husband struggled together. Mm. Everything was together. So when did that just let you know that you and your husband was not together? Uh, all right. <laughs> okay, I'm done. All right. Oh, all right, Nikki. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely I definitely could not have done that. Like she, that was that spoke so much of who she was and and what where she is in her life because I don't know if I would have had the patience to come at her like that. And I think that people who are miserable and who have had challenging relationships and don't know their way through are the people who are going to attack foundations because that's what they want. Yep. And I think the other guy that we're always talking about, I can't remember his name, but Kevin Samuels. Yes. Like that that's why they're doing it. And I just like she came at her with so sincere and actually it was encouraging. I was like, dang, come on, encourage Wendy to go find herself and help herself. While you read her. Because the read was all already when she said somebody had to tell her, because baby, I don't watch your show. <laughs> oh, Miss Lady, come on, Tabitha. Give them a word. Give them a word. But she did that. I couldn't watch it. It was real long. I watched that first clip and I was like, oh, this is so great. And then I realized it was about five more clips. I was like, oh, somebody need to give me the cliff notes. I think watching her response, mine is Wendy, but you know, in comparison to Wendy. You learn so much about what what a mature relationship is um, because she said in her in her post, I think several statements stood out to me. Um, she said, you know, my I he was on the police force for 15 years. I was on the police force for 15 years, but he was also with me throughout every every no in this business. But then she said, I didn't want my husband to risk his life anymore. I want him to go and and think like a child and imagine like a child and and for so that he can figure out what he wants to be when he grows up thinking about it now even gives me chills um because that that response shows you you know a how much she loves him or they love each other but b what a mature what mature decision making looks like in a relationship and that's what i took away from the entire thing because wendy gonna be wendy Regardless, <laughs> especially, especially when she said, you know, that basically he didn't want to be a police officer like he took that job to support. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like it shows, you know, if we in this fight together, you know what I'm saying? You, you got to do what you got to do to make things happen. Now, when it's your turn, then, hey, it's your turn or whatever. But Wendy, like she said, together. 
To, that's the word for the day, together. 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 Mm-hmm. And you, she don't know no people business. She don't know what they got set up. She, she don't know her business. Her husband, she don't even know her business because she know that man had what he had going on. But mm-hmm. he said that her husband has a nonprofit. Like you just assuming the worst. Everybody ain't as silly as you, Wendy. Right. Wendell. She needs to stop but, coming after anyone's relationship. Like mm-hmm. she came after Jocelyn, Erica, Minna. Like you don't know what people are going through. That girl was pregnant, had her baby early, kid in the NICU, and you coming after her and her marriage because she's filing for the like relationship. But see, this is the thing: broken people come for other broken people. Yeah, they do. So therefore, if Wendy's broken, so she gonna go by her, go to somebody that's broken also and that's going to give her the feedback and the clock that she won't or whatever. But the thing is, she ran up on the wrong person. Wendy also been there before and she know how to say the right things that would have pissed her off back then. So she know exactly what to say to people to get them exactly in the spot she want them to be in with her manipulating self. For ratings. She wants to come after people and black people at that for ratings. That's why I said my girl was in her prayer closet. Mm. She was she was deep in there. Okay. She has she had breakfast with Jesus that morning. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna kind of stay on this topic because after work one day I read something, and so the the person who posted this this long thread, um, give him credit for at Dapper Dapper Domo. It looks like it may have been a Twitter thing. Uh, Yeah, it's a Twitter thing at Dapper Domo, and he. He literally said, men have to now get women to like them, and a lot of men aren't likable. Basically, he was saying, like, our granddaddies wasn't shit. <laughs> uh, first of all, my granddaddy was a shit, both of them. Fuck out of here, boy. But he says, your your grandfather, well, I want to say shit as in, like, character, but shit, he wasn't shit as a husband. Basically, he one of the statements, he said, your grandfather was probably a horrible husband. And he so eloquently put it that, you know, this generation, we actually have to get women, men have to get women to like them because there's there's nothing that they have to buy into. And so he talked about in the past, women weren't able to, you know, have a bank account without a man. They weren't able to get a house without a man. They couldn't work and receive an education. But women now educated, black girl magic everywhere, you know. <laughs> and so basically he's saying women don't really need our asses anymore. So what y'all think about that? I want us to first stop comparing our grandparents to us so much has changed why do we continue to to like regurgitate that same like way of thinking women ain't the way our grandparents used to be relationships ain't the way they used to wow so much so much has happened you do not even want what them people had just because they were together does not mean that it was healthy that it was happy and that anything positive was coming out of it so why do we continue to make that the standard of relationships of families of happy homes when like we said half of those homes were far from happy Right. And that's the argument he was making. He was like, we looking at these things and, and they they weren't happy. You know? And he was like, your granddaddy probably had two wives uh, and two whole households in the same city. And, you know, from personal experience, I know I, I know exactly where he was coming from. And, you know, even I think they liken it. He likened it to, you know, those like AB says, um, they're outdated, misogynistic views. And so. When we are seeking people, you know, I'm looking for somebody just like my granddaddy, you know, or, you know, those sort of things. But do you really know what you're looking for when you say that? Nope. 
mm-mm, because like A.B. said, you'll know the hell that was really going on inside of the household. But even like the goals, when people always be like this person, that person goals, like we've talked about this before. We don't know them people real life. We only know the picture they showed us on Instagram. So like you and then when we do find out half of their real lives, we realize, wow, we would have never known from the outside. They look so la 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 la. You ain't know that man strangled that woman. That woman burnt, put that burnt that man house in his clothes. Like you don't know. I don't know. People got to be careful about the things you want because you might just get it. Keep on asking for it. So, so if that tears down what a what what we would stereotypically view as the standard of a relationship, how do we set those standards? How do we have a picturesque relationship? Then what what are we comparing it to? How do you define what that is? You need to have your own goals. Um, what worked for Mary and Joseph ain't gonna work for Nikki and Jonathan. It, it, it just won't work. Um, so. One of y'all said, I think it was A, B, maybe it was D. I don't know. It was one of y'all. But, you know, <laughs> what's good for the goose ain't good for the gambler. You know what I'm saying? Like, Who said that? They didn't say that, but it was like in that arena or whatever. You know, you don't know. It was A, B. You don't know if that woman got strangled or the man got burnt with a pot of grits or something or whatever. And then in the, in the, on Instagram or Facebook. They portray the perfect life. So what's have your own relationship goals. I ain't never gonna be talking about some old oh, I I'm looking at the Kardashians, but like, oh relationship goals or looking at little baby and whoever he with relationship goals. No, fuck out of here, boy. None of that. Why did you ask that question? Well, how do we create our picture? Like what is the picture? Because why do we have to have a picture? Well, you know, I'm saying that people, when people are looking for relationships, they they have this picture based off of what they've seen in the past or what they perceive to have been, you know, the perfect relationship. So I, I'm saying like the picturesque, like the perfect relationship. Well, what, if we can't compare it, if we if we know that there may have been some misogynistic things in, in the relationships of our, our, you know, grandfathers and parents and things like that. And we, we're not striving for those relationships. Basically, how do we find healthy relationships? That's the question that I'm really asking. I think you have to create your own and you can't get stuck in these generational cycles and you can't look outwardly towards others to create what you need. Everyone is an individual and they're different. And you have to find someone that you are willing to commit to, to compromise with, to communicate with, to create something special within your own. Like some of these marriages, you're like, dang, that's crazy. But then you understand that they have created something for themselves and it works for them. And while I would say I couldn't do that or I wouldn't want that or we judge or we make little comments, it works for them and they are happy. And as long as you are happy and healthy and those around you are then who am I to judge or or to say that that is right, wrong, or not? I think what we do is we take the one size fit all approach to relationships. You know, they did this, 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 and that's why they look like this. And so we search after you know this, 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 and this, so that I'll look like this in the end. And when you do this, 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 and this, and it don't turn out like that, and so then you left looking, going into like 
uh, relationship seminars or consulting with people like Kevin Samuels, you know, and and trying to help you find those things. And I, I think um, you ladies are right. You know, there are any there you create it for yourself. You know, this is something that is created for yourself and your relationship and what works for you. And it may look crazy to the people on the outside looking in, but you are in it. You know, so you're in it and you know the ins and outs and, and the and the agreements, like Tabitha said. This was an agreement between my husband and I. You know, he let me pursue my dreams. So now I'm gonna let him pursue his dreams. And I I I said it once before. I like that she said, I want him to think like a kid and figure out where he wants to be when he grows up. And and that's an agreement and that's maturity. I think also, too, when we look at some of these uh, relationships, because I, I follow like a few different relation, uh, not relationship, but a few different couples, because I like what they have for them. Mm-hmm. I think it's cute. So I, I, I think they're cute. So I like their little family that they create. There's one specifically that I followed. I first found out about them on YouTube on accident, going down a, a hole, a rabbit hole when he did the proposal video. And that's how I found out about them. Later, I found out they had a whole YouTube page. They got married. They had a baby. Like, he's a um, therapist. She's an attorney. They're super, super cute. Just a super cute family. And I I follow them because I think they're cute. And what they have in their relationship is cute. I don't desire it. I don't envy it. I don't want it. I like how they respect one another. They love one another and how they're raising their child and how he speaks life into her and vice versa. That's what I like about them. So granted, those are all great things. But and they've reached a certain level of success. But I'm pretty sure if I sat down and followed them for a whole week, I would see other things and be like, I can't do that. That can't happen to my me. I don't want this. It's not for me. But again, I like it because I think it works and it's nice for them. And I think that's where we kind of get stuck. Like you said, they checked off all these boxes. Oh, they got all this money. They got this fancy house. They got all this stuff. Like, I need that. I want to be that. And it's like, bruh. They got those material worldly things. Yeah. But when you start getting into people's house and their personal life, you see like you'll be like, oh, hell no. Nah. Like they they deceive me pretty much. But that's what works for them. Right. And speaking of deception, there was a text thread that you also uh, shared with us this week. Basically, a male, a man and a woman, they were they were texting each other. And I, I think the, the guy initiated a text. And so uh, based on my reading, and I could be wrong, I think the the female had gotten a job um, and the guy was already working. He had a six figure job. But when she told him he got she got the job, he was like, well, I'm glad you got, you know, he congratulated her. But he said, now I can take I I need to take 30 days off. So, you know, um, so I can focus on my mental health. I'm depressed. And basically she was like, no, she wasn't having it because she didn't sign up for that. Um, And she ain't taking care of a man. But luckily they weren't married, though, so. Okay, go ahead. That was my that was my question. Now, if they if they weren't married, then no, I I ain't got to sign up for that. But But I don't think you have to be married. Right. To respect 
your household or your relationship because they wasn't married and yet she was in school and he was obviously taking care of the household taking care of her and they were not married so what's the difference right this is my he, thing. Said he, had to, he said he had held her down for two and a half years while she but was it's that school. it's that communication thing or whatever right. if if we had that agreement that that's what it is First of all, I'm not finna make no agreement like that without no marriage. I'm definitely not finna sign up for taking care of you or whatever. And then time you get your degree or whatever, then you could possibly leave me, even though you could do it in a marriage too. But it's a lot. You know, now they live by the it's cheaper to keep her and everything. You know, people don't really get divorces now. They're just separating on them by their daily lives and all of this. But nevertheless, um, but if I'm in a marriage and we had this conversation, like, again, going back to Tabitha and her husband, you pursue your dream while I'm doing this. And then once you achieve, then we're, we'll switch. And then go like that or whatever. But see, with this text thread, it was very the the um what word am I looking for? That thing there. It was very deceptive because at the end of the thread, he was like, "Oh, I was just playing. I see what type of person he is." But I'm already in therapy, right? For my depression. But you haven't talked to your mate about that. Now, if my mate is going through depression or whatever. If we're together, whether it's in a relationship or a marriage or whatever, talk to me about that. And I should have to beg or dig and pry it out right. of you to communicate to me. I think they're both wrong in this situation. I thought Agreed. that the whole situation was whack. Like, first off, you're not about to taste test me so if you're trying to test oh, wait, me no 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 you ain't finna test me through a text message <laughs> that, Come on. That now? Like, nah. I, I felt like it was just it was it was disrespectful both on both sides like how are you gonna come at me first of all now a again i agree about the marriage piece i'm more willing to to be open to the idea of us flexing and allow being flexible to allow someone to pursue a dream if if we are making conscious decisions together because i believe in marriage and, and that's that's how i view it like if i'm in a marriage with you i'm willing to sit and talk about this and and move forward together if i'm not married to you and we just date baby i'm not a, I'm not going to put you in a position for you to take care of me because I don't want in two years for you to throw it in my face and say, oh, I had to take care of you for these these three months while you got on your feet and now you need to do this, this, and this. No, you're not going to hold anything over my head and you're not going to control me. If either we are going to do things together, as T- Tabitha said, together, and we are going to make decisions as one, as a unit, being married, or not at all. And second off, I, I do agree that she should have, she responded in a, a very insensitive way. I think that she was insensitive to the situation, but he should have been talking to her. Like if if I have to, like sometimes you feel like something going on and you don't know and you don't want to dig or pry because then you nosy or you're doing too much or, you know, you're, you're, um, digging but like come on like if you don't communicate with your partner and tell them how you gonna know you're just gonna be sitting there wondering and then she like oh you know i'm just i knew you was playing he like get your stuff and go 
while I do agree that communication is important in a relationship, but I know we threw the word marriage around, but relationship starts way be- our relationships start way before marriage. You and and, I, and I, especially in these days, you are already in a relationship once you start, you know, doing things that couples do together. And obviously for two and a half years, they had to have some sort of agreement there, even if it was unspoken. You know, he, she knew he was holding her down. I look at this differently um, because I, I, I get he could have told her that he was depressed. But sometimes when you are depressed, A, you may not know it. And B, you may not want to tell anybody about it because it makes you feel even worse to have to confess those words. Depression looks so negative, especially to African-American people. You know, that is a negative connotation to have. So maybe he didn't want to he didn't feel comfortable sharing it. And that's something that he was working on in therapy, which is why I was already in therapy anyway. I think we have to figure out we have to understand that they were already in a relationship. I don't care if it was a marriage or not. If they living in the same household, they are in a relationship. So in that case, they shouldn't have been they shouldn't have been in the same household. They shouldn't have been sharing finances. They shouldn't have been doing all those things. So I think she was very insensitive in the way she responded. But I also think she was a gold digger. Okay, I'm going back to what my grandmama and them used to say. Why buy the cow when the milk is free? Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you was in this relationship and all of this or whatever. And that's our problem these days. We always want to get into these relationships and get these dudes or the dudes giving these females, these wifey and husband um, things. I ain't finna cook for no man every day or whatever. And you ain't my, and this still empty? Fuck out of here, boy. That ain't even finna happen. No, but think no. about in this scenario. No. That's old. No. It's it's they two year they two years and a half. And, and you and, and I get so that, and I get that and I get that. But if you two and a half years in that agreement and you don't feel comfortable enough with your mate to tell your mate <laughs> that you're suffering from depression, something is wrong. I no, understand. No, 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 I know what depression is. I've dealt I treated with people with depression and whatever. Treat- <laughs> and and so that's I cool know. or whatever. But the people, but if I'm comfortable with this person, if no. I'm comfortable with this person, no, I could come no, to this person and no, I can say to this person that I'm suffering with this. Now, if it you if could. I'm honey, you could. I'm not, I'm, you wait, could. wait, wait, you I'm wait. Oh, hold on. Now, from a man's perspective, because I, I have a lot of male cousins or whatever, men sometimes don't want to express what they're going through and what they're dealing with because of the type of woman that they're dealing with. Now, mm-hmm. if she one of them women that sit up there and badger and do all of that or whatever, I can understand why he never said anything to her about the depression or whatever. But if you in a relationship for two and a half years with this person, man, get out of here now. I think you should. You don't have to talk to them about your depression, but you should at least tell me you're in therapy. Like, I... like. I don't so, so Dre, you said something about they're already doing. So for me, I am willing to make those sacrifices in a marriage. Some people are willing to do that before. 
The other piece that you noted was that uh, they were already in a relationship. If they, and I agree with Nikki, if they are in a relationship and they are committed to one another, you should at least be able at the bare minimum to tell me that you're in therapy. I'm in therapy. I don't want you to worry. I'm trying to grapple with some things. That's, that's mature. That's mature. That's maturity. If, if I'm in a relationship and I'm willing to pay for you to go to school. Now, I, I've, I've seen this situation firsthand. I have seen someone who was married pay for someone to go to school. And once they finish school, they divorce them. So that's why I say divorce is real and people are, are, willing, to <laughs> people are willing to do it. I, I couldn't yeah. think of the name of the movie. Yes. yes. Acrimony. You gotta, you gotta, like, you can't tell me that I'm doing relationship and marriage things and you can't communicate with me. I mean, he could have said I had an appointment because I've done that. I've, I've been in therapy, but I have an appointment and I've been in a full fledged relationship. I have an appointment. Some, I, I think sometimes, I, and, I, and I guess I'm looking at it from the side of a, a of a provider uh, and, and being able, and being in the shoes of people. I've, I've, I counsel couples the same too. They had been in relationship together and they didn't even know each other were in therapy, but it had nothing to do with them not communicating with each other. It was them trying to understand what was going on with themselves before that they could verbalize those words. And so sometimes and depression comes in many forms. So, you know, there are some there are some things. Depression looks different from everybody. And maybe he didn't even know that's what it was. Maybe he had just learned that's what it was. So it's a, it's a lot. I, I, I don't know. in her face. I, I disagree. The whole tack behind it was, oh, to I'm see if she will hold him down. See if she was real. Why are you testing people? You already if, if you got to test someone, you already know the answer. People test each other all the time, but they don't no, do it as, as over even in marriages and relationships. You test people when you try to figure out how far I go. I can go before this happens, before we establish a boundary. You're testing when, somebody. When, when you when you get in a marriage, you should already know. OK, take for instance, baby mama. Let, let's take, for instance, baby mamas and baby daddies. A baby mama know their baby daddy better than anybody else do or whatever. You know how far to go. A baby mama knows how far to go before her baby daddy going to pop off. That's because she's tested those boundaries. Exactly. So, I, I yeah. don't. I, <laughs> you know, everything I got to say. I done wrote me a list and y'all done went around. I Sorry, go so, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I definitely agree with D. Do not test me. Mm. I and then I agree with you as well, Dre. We often test people. We test people every day. We test people just in passing. I know they mm. weren't gonna speak to me. I just spoke just to see what they was gonna say. But we mm. test people in passing. Those are different type of tests, though. Yes. But we, again, we do test people every single day, and sometimes we don't even realize that's exactly what we're doing. But that's what we're intentionally doing. So. At the point of this scenario, how we keep saying you don't do this, you don't you don't do that. This couple is too far gone for us to say you don't do this and you don't do that. That woman, that man took care of that woman for two and a half years. All he wanted to know was what she reciprocated and she for 30 days. She, for 30 days 
you can't compare two and a half years to 30 days for starters. But he all he wanted to know was what she reciprocated and she got caught up and 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 basically said no. And so that's what it was. I am happy that he found out at this point because now you got your little job and you can go on about your business and we don't got to deal with each other. So I'm happy, although he wasted two and a half years and lots of money and lots of time, I'm happy he found out and I'm happy he sent her on her way. So when we get to the mental health portion of this, like Dre had already said, for a African-American male, it is hard to openly tell people when you're going through depression or many other um, diagnosed mental health issues. Very hard. And there are people, because again, I worked in the field, there are people who are going through things and they have said, I tried to tell her so many times. I tried to tell him so many times. I said this and I thought they would know. When you when you going through it, the last thing you trying to process over Dude, these type of things are I don't make you a mad so that I can let you know that I'm going to therapy. I have gone to therapy and I have lived with people that did not know I was going to therapy. So I get it how you could very well know people for years and not tell them. And granted, we don't know the whole story. So we don't right. know to what extent that he did disclose or attempt to disclose or try to disclose. We don't know her character. We don't know his character, but we go on based off of the text messages that we got. And that's all we can speak towards. And, and we don't know the context of her. Like, did he agree? Cause I, Dre and I went to school with someone who was in a situation similar to this, where he just, he wanted to take care of her. He told her that he wanted her to focus on school and focus on getting whatever she wanted and then turns out she was cheating on it but like you don't know that we don't know the context of did he did she ask to go to school and for him to take care of or did he just want that i know other marriages people in my family who stopped working when they married and have kids and it was like just unwritten you know, I, I'm going to allow you not to work because I want to be the provider. So I do think there is something different. Like if you just want, don't want, and some people use this as a control tactic. And that's why I was like, mm. like, if, if I don't want you to work, that means I don't necessarily want you to have access, have access to, to the outside yes. world. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's how that would be an abusive personality trait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so, and so I feel like there is context that we didn't have. But based off of this, I just felt like they were both wrong in the situation. But I, I respect that she stood up and said she didn't want to do it. Like, she could have just kind of went along with it and, and didn't want to do it and was half-hearted. And they both would have still been wasting time. She spoke up and said, and then they. he was like, oh, I'm just playing. And she's like, oh, I knew you were playing. Like, come on. No, no. We all playing each other. You plan I think that she took advantage I, of the situation because I refuse to believe that they was even together for two and a half years. I believe they were together well beyond two and a half years for her him to even get comfortable to say, you go to school and I'll do this. Now, he's if he makes six figures, the man ain't poor. So granted, you're holding the household down for 30 days. She ain't even going to get a first check until halfway through the month. And I know he was still going to financially support that household. So with that being said, like you failed your test with flying color, sis, for 30 days. But yeah, but I think I think that the, another thing that I pointed out, I wanted to point out is her her response after he said he was playing. And so this really shows her character because she was like because he was like, you can take your money and your, with your new job and go ahead and pay your own bills. And she was like, no, nah, I, I, you know, I was just I was just playing, you know, you know, 
But yeah, it goes back to what D said. You already knew what the outcome was gonna be. Yes. If you done been with this person for so long and you as you say, you you tested the person, they've test they've whatever throughout relationships or whatever, you already knew what the the outcome was gonna be. Why you had to be deceptive if you ain't want to tell her that you was in, in counseling um in the two and a half years that y'all was together, why you wanna tell her now? Because she done showed her true colors. I don't know. I think he I I think the thing was he wanted to know if 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 push came to shove and I had yeah, would she hold me down? He wanted a way and, out. I'm sorry. That's how I viewed it. I, I didn't I didn't get the whole down thing. I got he uh, wanted a way out. He knew she was about to say something stupid. And he like who jokes like, oh, I got my this person just got a job. Y'all got to think about this too. And AB started to talk about it a little. When you just get a job and you just try, like, it's not stable. You gotta, you have to prove yourself within 30, uh, 90, and 120 days in most most instances. You are at will at, in most cases, unless you are a contract worker, you are at will. You still have to prove yourself. Do you know how much stress that is to be under to say, Oh, okay. Now I'm about to completely pull the rug up under you. You just got this job, but for 30 days, you got to hold this family down and we don't know what's going to happen. And here are all the bills you got to pay. Like if, if I'm in a relationship and per, again, me personally, and if I needed my spouse, whomever they are to switch up on me, I'd be like, we got to sit down and we got to talk. Hey, I need to talk. We need to walk through our bills and we need to actually see what is feasible with my new money like that's how i would have responded to it but i wouldn't have liked like eventually you got to tell but even if the person said you know i'm um i'll do it what you gonna do i'm i was just joking i'm gonna still be rubbed irritable that you joking with me about the situation like in earnest in sincerity and yeah. Agreed, but he could have lost he could have lost his job the same day she got hers. His six figure job the same day she got her. Coincidentally, he 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 could have lost his job that same day. And her response shows you what she would have possibly done. Okay, but hold on, wait, hold on. Because she said, "I ain't signed up to take care of no man." So exactly. that tells no, that, but wait, uh, uh-uh, uh, hold on, wait but, now, wait. Reading back, she said that she don't want to do that. You chose. To allow me to focus on school, but that was your job. You provided for me, so he chose to do that. And the fact that she he hid the depression from her, which it, I agree with her, it's not fair or whatever. Because if you would have told me this before or whatever, I would have told you before and she was in school for two and a half years so they was together longer than that but nevertheless if he would have told her that before this point she like she said i would have been dipped out because that's what i signed out for she i mean lying. Lying. She, she, probably lying. she probably is lying she i don't know even, I, I don't if, know the man, even if the man told her day one i'm depressed the day he woke up and felt depressed and diagnosed himself as depressed, the day he woke up and would have said it, she wouldn't have went nowhere. But I mean, as she, soon as went, so she was looking as, at the whole taken care of or whatever, you know. And I, as soon as hey. he said it, wouldn't have hit her until he said, I need them 30 days. 
she would have stuck around until them 30 days kicked But in. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just going by the contact that's on here. She, like she said, it, it, I don't know the person, I don't know him, and I don't know her. I'm just going by this. She said that if you would have told me this a long time ago, I would have dipped out or whatever. The fact that you waited, we've been in a relationship for 16 years and I've been in school for two and a half of those years or whatever, and now you finally decide to tell me that you want to take out time for depression and all of this and you want to seek therapy that you already in what and that's oh, all man. it would that, take for her to leave that's, that's, that's all it is right. for her to leave man. after right. over two and a half years right. but the thing is, days, i'm depressed and i didn't but tell you she knows what's right. not fair to her though yeah, if you, tell, if you tell me in the beginning that, ba not well, not even in the beginning or whatever, like when we've established the relationship, baby, I'm, I'm suffering from depression or whatever, blah, 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 blah. You're giving me that choice. Don't make it deceptive. That's my whole thing. Don't try to deceive me. But, but, but she didn't know it was, but she was, she didn't know she was being deceived. It, nevertheless, why, first of no. all, why are we grown and we playing games like that? That's, that's not fair. No, we're I mean, saying that I mean, mental health is a game and that's not fair. No, no, no. I'm not well, saying mental health is a game. game. The way he I'm approached, not, approached it, it, that's a game. I mean, that's play a game. Play games all the time, He's, though. Like, but you don't, though. Like, I, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not about to sit here and play games with you. I'm going to ask you very targeted and direct questions. Right. I, like I, I just don't think that you should like we are we are adults and don't at what point like are we going to stop and just be honesty with care? I'm I'm willing to do the following things, but here is where I draw the line. I agree with this, or I don't. And, and see, I fully support the Tabitha situation. You know why? Because from what she shared. They sat down and came to an agreement for their family unit. They talked about it. They communicated. They were open. They provided. They were willing, both of them, to get in the gutter and dig through and wade through all of that together. He waited until after all of these things started happening to say, uh, it's, it's like that joke. There's always a, a bit of truth in every joke. You know how people be like, oh, that person's super sensitive. You said this and this. Nah. Oh, I'm just joking. No, nah, you're not joking, though. A, a bit of what you're saying is, is true to you and real. I think he went through that roughness with her, but she made it very clear that she would not go through that roughness with him. The way I read into it, and I guess reading it shows how people interpret interpret things. The way I read it is he it was a sigh of relief for him that she finally got a job, and now I can take a time take time thirty days, you know, to to focus on myself and get myself right. And she wasn't willing to do that. And I guess the moral of the story here he was is, already doing that because he was in therapy already. I mean, but he's still working. And she kept making the argument that he can work and, and go. Sometimes you need a break from everything, and that's what he was telling her. And my and from my reading, so, so of you it, had I to wait. Her. So you had to wait until the and, and just and play this on this round. The like, trick yeah, was her job, and yeah. that's where I I was like, I, I support you. People, you you don't have to tell anyone about your mental health. Your mental health is your mental health. But I think if you are in um, a monogamous relationship, you don't have to tell them every detail, but you can tell them enough so that they know to be supportive of you and how you need 
your support throughout the situation. And sometimes you don't have the language to articulate that. And maybe you need to to get that from talking to the therapist. But at some point you have to trigger. And I mean, and I don't mean um, I said this and, and this is what I meant. I mean, you have to directly tell someone I'm going through something and I need this space to work on that. And here's, here's how your support will help me. And here's what that looks like. Or I don't know the answer to how you can support me, but can we work together to create that? Like we, we as adults, we got to start. We got to start I, finding that language. I, I agree with you, but the road to acceptance for an individual can take up. It, it can take time. It can take the two and a half years to really realize that, hey, I got to accept that I have the problem enough to tell you that I am going through something. But I was going to say, if he but, is struggling with accepting it himself, how can he convey that to her? Maybe he yeah. needed that time in, in therapy to get to where he is right now. We don't know that. relationship. Like I, I think if you need that time to focus on you, then you need to step back from that relationship as a whole. Because I but don't want to have to take care of her. He, he can have he can, to. She needs to get a he job. She needs to get a job. That was his choice. Like I don't, I don't believe I'm, in this. Like taking uh, care of people. But but we we not stepping away from relationships because we got mental health issues. I mean I mean. I mean, if you want to focus on yourself and you can't tell your partner that you are having an issue, you need to step away from that relationship. No, he was saying, I need time to work on myself for 30 days. I don't want to work. I want to do the work to get myself better. That's what he but was he telling was, her. He wasn't telling her I'm going to be a lazy bum for 30 is the days. Thing. This is the thing. Okay, I get all of that or whatever that you may need to take that mental break from your job or whatever. I get that. But this is the thing you already started doing that. You ain't just figured that out in the two and a half years that she was in school, that you was taking care of her. You me, didn't me, just figure give, that out. Let me, let me give you, let me give you another example. Cause we need to really move on. And I, I think I, I can illustrate it better this way. Okay. Bishop. All right. So, the issue isn't the issue isn't the depression. The issue is substance abuse, and so I'm in I'm in and a lot of them they go to treatment first and they go to these uh, inpatient facilities. When they get out, where are they going? Back to the same environment. So now he's telling her, "I need to move myself, remove myself from a stressor, which more than likely was his job. That and so that I can focus on my healing." Uh, and, and, you know, maybe he and, he and his therapy came up with a plan for 30 days. I know he was testing her, but th these are some things that you got to consider. We, we're not leaving relationships, but sometimes we have to remove some things. And maybe he saw her as a mean of support, even though she wasn't supporting him financially. There was also, you know, some physical support, some emotional support. So there's, some, there's a lot of things that go into it. And I, I, I know he was being deceptive in the end. But I think he was really trying to see what he was really dealing with, and he got what he got. And so, you know, my my thing is know who you know who you're dealing with. Yeah, and you know, he knew who he was dealing with. Know who you're dealing with. Communicate, um, and and you know, form these agreements. All right, so let's let's move on to the random side note of the week. The random side note of the week comes from Anonymous, and this person asks, is it okay for you, or do you post your significant other? And if you don't, what does that mean? Well, I ain't got no significant other, so I can't post one. nobody, but if I had one. But would you? Um, I 
would, but I mean, it's not a a mandatory thing. Um, when I had one, I have posted them. Um, but if I don't post them, it's not like I'm trying to hide nothing. I just feel it ain't your business. Mm. So you're not taking, you're not being Drake and taking people renting out stadiums and 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 hiding a person. No, no, I uh, uh-uh. no. I I typically I typically don't. I have s- several reasons for it, but one thing I don't think is it. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think. I think when when I'm in a relationship and. I mean, I don't care if like a picture pop up, but me like, oh, me and blah 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 are in a relationship, changing my relationship. That I don't, I don't view that as important because it doesn't. I don't think that that makes it any more or less uh, official or significant. Um, and also, I don't think that it's other people's business to even you know to share. I, I'm a very private person anyway, so um, you know, posting a significant other is not like one of the things. I, I I would post a science article before I post a significant other, but that doesn't mean anything less, you know, about how I feel about feel about them. And I I often see on social media where people post significant others or say they're in a relationship and then a month later they broke up and then, you know, a month later there's somebody else. And so, you know, I also think that social media can also portray a certain image of you that people may pick up and, you know, I, I my name, me and me, I'm a, I'm a brand. I, whenever I go out, I view myself as a brand. So, you know, even if I'm going to the grocery store, I try to look decent or, or be decent. And so I don't think that, you know, a relationship would make a break my brand. I typically don't. Um, if I do, we've gotten to a certain point to where there's nothing nobody could say that's going to make me feel away or vice versa. I think a lot of people rush into posting people before they are comfortable and their relationship is solidified between the two of them. So anytime one person may come up and say like, oh, you go with Tay Tay. Oh, my friend used to go with Tay Tay and Tay Tay used to blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then you get all stressed out and you get all worked up because you still don't really know Tay Tay yourself at that point. Now, had you gotten to a point where you knew Tay Tay, it could roll off your shoulder like water and you would just be like, whatever, he was crazy back then. Or just be like, oh, okay, and move on. But when you fresh and you knew, all those little things could be threats to your relationship. That's why I'm like, once I get to a certain point yeah but i'm also that person where if we break up i'm not gonna rush and go sabotage my instagram account either so don't just gonna be up there for some time mm-hmm. before i feel, before i even bother to take them down so i just don't even put myself in that situation yeah because i want to know what happened that's, to you and tay tay right and the only people that get upset about or say something are people that are upset because they don't know your business those are the only people that be like well i ain't seen pictures of you and the girl on the internet you mm-hmm. went well who i ain't never seen those are the the people who I get read. upset people who are mad that they don't know your business but then okay. again about the social media uh and like not taking the photos out i read something this morning uh coincidentally that someone posted on their social media on their facebook he said can you delete the years 2004 to through 2009 because all these memories keep popping <laughs> like, like like i'm tired of seeing these memories year to year oh, uh, apparently no. the person that he was involved with was very horrible and traumatic and so he was like you know, I wish you could just delete those memories from those years. And so, you know, social media opens up the door for, you know, 
outsiders to weigh in and okay. cause confusion, but then it also saves that record. And then some, if it didn't work out, you don't want to be reminded of what didn't work out all the time. So <laughs> people just got to mind their business. Yes. Why is it any of your, so, okay. If you cannot tell, I am definitely on Dre's boats. I am a very private person. I don't post anything. Um, and will not, post a significant other much occasionally i may drop something and it may be like really hidden and you have to like look real hard but i just i just don't um i a i don't think it's it's a it's a because i'm private i'm private person i don't like sharing my world and a piece of it is as ab said it's like people want to pick apart your life and i don't want to give them access to any ammo to do that I have enough things going on that I'm worried about that I don't want to worry about excess drama. Um, And I also, um, I don't care if other people post me as long as I'm not linked. (laughs) So as long as I'm not like tagged or anything and people can't like search and find me, it's fine. Yeah, because we ain't going to be friends on Facebook, Instagram or that. Me and my mate, nah, bro, we ain't friends. (laughs) But I do know that my ex still has pictures up of me. And it's like, eh. You know what can you do? What I'm gonna do? Call and say you need to take them pictures down. I'm, no, I, like who cares? When you're ready to take them down, you'll take them down. I, so I I think that protect your peace, protect whatever makes you happy is probably our moral, and do what you feel is right and comfortable for you. So I, I think that you have to um, know what you want to do and don't do any. Don't feel pressured to like post people. I think some people feel the pressure of we're together. Validation. Yes, absolutely. Social media does not validate your relationship, baby. That's a marriage license. Speaking of that, the shade room had reposted. I don't know who works for a shade room that goes and tracks who follows and unfollows people. I think it's freaking crazy. But the shade room had posted like something about Taina, which is fabulous stepdaughter who has the baby with G Herbo or whatever his name is. And they posted, I guess, like showing that they don't follow each other. And she said, we don't follow each other, but that's still my man. Everything good over here. So I was like, just things like that. People are people are so invested in your life that they have to do these type of things. And those are the type of people that are, are only upset because they can't get it inside to what you got going on in your relationship. It's, it's crazy and it's pretty sick. There's people that, so I don't post no man, but me and Dre have plenty of pictures online. Me and other guy friends have plenty of pictures online. Do you know how many people approached me, confronted me about me and Dre? And I'm just like, Man, you don't even go together. Right. (laughs) And I don't ever feel the pressure to clarify nothing, clean nothing up, prove nothing. I saw you was with, I saw you was in Colorado with that man. Yeah, because I posted it. That's how I know you saw it. I'm not going to clarify nothing for you. Maybe we go together. Maybe we got a baby together. Maybe we married. You keep on and I'm going to play right into your hand. But the moral of the story is, you know, don't seek validation from social media because half the people probably made up what they got going on anyway. Uh, but yeah, that part. But yeah. You too can send me your random side note of the week. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at RND Side Note. That's at RND Side Note. We drop new episodes every Tuesday on every major podcast platform, including Pandora, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. This has been our show for today. Um, we, you know, we kind of miss Kimi, but. This 
this was a very good conversation, though. I, I really enjoyed the conversation. And we were actually able to stay on topic a little bit. No shade that you're keen. But, <laughs> but we hope to I see was just going to say, so what you trying to say? Like, can we be throwing us off topic sometimes? Kimi, I got your back. Uh, Live, live your your Greek god life right now. <laughs> you can also catch us on um, Captivate.fm. It's random hyphen side note.captivate.fm. If you want to listen to us on a, a web browser every single episode, this makes our 30th, uh, actually our 29th episode. Uh, so uh, we aim it for 30. But we hope y'all have a blessed and prosperous week. Um, this is Dre with the Durando Gang. We are out of here. Later. Bye. Gang, gang. Be blessed. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. 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 I got